Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Turn to Luke 2 for me. Okay, a Christmas miracle. We're believing for Christmas miracles. I have 19 minutes and 35 seconds, okay? Christmas miracle gonna happen today in Jesus' name. Okay, so uh, Luke 2. Can I just say one thing? Did you love the snow? Come on. All right, I just, I had a great, I loved it, yeah. That was awesome. Okay, Christmas miracle number two then today, right now. Okay, all right, Luke 2, four through seven. This week, next week, kind of talking about the Christmas story. You know, sometimes you gotta look at the Christmas story through a different lens. Uh, I mean, it's the greatest story ever told and we celebrate that Jesus really is the reason for the season and all the things that God has done through there. But just getting ready for this morning and next week, there's a few things through a little bit different lens, I believe, uh, God has put on my heart to share. I wanna start in the Gospel of Luke. Luke's a doctor describing the greatest event. Here's what he says, Luke 2, four. So Joseph, also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came. Say the time came. Hold on to that thought. The time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son, wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger. And so, because there was no room for them at the end. So a couple things I want to point out. They are on a journey, Joseph and Mary, on a journey as everybody is to be registered. They're going on with life. Here's life, life for them at this point in time. Business as usual at this time of season. We go to be uh, registered for the census um, at the town of our origin. Obviously was also fulfilling prophecy. So their life is going as expected, as planned. And then it says, the time came. It was time. God has a timing for everything. Amen. I believe when we look at Christmas, we celebrate so many things, but can we look this morning through the lens of Christmas also speaks to you and I as a time for something. The time has come. And, and, and again, all the gift giving and celebrating and partying and all that kind of stuff. But I want, to, I want to submit to you this morning that when we look at Christmas, especially this season, know that God has something specific he wants to do in and through us during this time. The time has come for you and I. God decided it was time. It was time for everything to change, time for life to be interrupted, and time to take on new meaning. Now, having said that, you realize that Christmas is not always the most wonderful time of the year for people. It's a different time for people. Sometimes we face loss. We, we, we haven't planned or, or we're unprepared. Something happens and all of a sudden we find ourselves at this moment in time and things are different than we ever hoped or expected. Things that perhaps that we uh, initiated that didn't turn out so well, things we had no control over. But can I tell you, regardless of how you enter this time, how your life is moving forward, planned or unplanned, God has a plan. God has a plan. And the time has come for God's plan to operate in our life. Uh, When God wants to do something in your life, you may not always be ready for him to do it. It may not be your time frame or the time you'd want it to happen. Mary and Joseph, it it was the time for the baby. She may have had an indicator, things were getting close, but can I tell you, they didn't have a sonogram, they didn't have a due date, but the time came. All of a sudden, life is interrupted and this begins to happen. And the scripture says the time came. And I wanna say that I believe Christmas hasn't changed since that day. I believe it's still a time that God wants to do something amazing. I believe the time has come for something, something great that God wants to do in your life. The time has come. And so again, you and I might feel totally unprepared for this season. We may never feel totally prepared. And we might have uh, things different going on in our life 
but when it's time, it's time. It's time for joy. It's time for peace. It's time for love. It's time for grace. It's time for those things in your life today. It's time for a new beginning. It's time for a new restoration. It's time for a redemption. The time has come. The Christmas story is about a lot of things, but it's certainly about change. And sometimes change we initiate, sometimes we don't. It just kind of happens. And some changes you get to choose and some changes you don't have a say. And of course, it's easier to embrace change if you've initiated it or you've planned for it or you've had some advance warning. There's good change and bad change. There's big change and small change. There's change that happens that it's good and then turns bad. There's change that happens bad that turns good. There's permanent change. There's temporary change. There's right now change. There's I'm going to put off my change till later. But I've noticed something about change that most of us are most excited about when it comes to change is changing our situation instead of ourselves. See, the greatest change God wants to make is in us. And I believe that's the story of Christmas. In the midst of our life, in the midst of what we have going on, God wants to come and make a change in this season. And so let's back up a little bit. Let's see the announcement about the change, the announcement made to Joseph and Mary about the change that was coming. Now think about these two. We know the Christmas story. Think about them being told that things were gonna change, that they would be raising the son of God and that he would change the world. Think about that for a change. You know, I mean, we, we think of some drastic changes in life. That's pretty big. Your life is rolling around, around along and all of a sudden here comes an announcement of a change that's gonna happen. It was a change he did not choose, but it was a change that would change everything for everyone. Let's take a look at Joseph. Joseph fascinates me. He doesn't get enough credit, I don't think, in the Christmas story necessarily, but think about this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind, keep that phrase there, he had in mind, in his mind, his plan, because of what happened was to divorce her quietly. He had a plan, but after he had considered, so he started thinking about it again, this, considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I love this because I think that's many of us. For Joseph to realize first that change needed to happen, he first had to happen in his thinking. He had to, in a sense, accept it. He had to, in a sense, say, okay, I see, I'm gonna trust. First of all, I need to change my mindset. Sometimes I think, we think that nothing's ever good gonna happen. Can I tell you, and Christmas story is a story of good, miraculous things happening. It's God birthing something amazing in people and on the world. Can I tell you, I don't know what your season or your life, rather, has been like up to this point, but now Christmas is here, and the Christmas story says, God can do something amazing at that time. You just have to think that that's to be true. I don't know what's been bombarding your mind. I don't know what you've chosen to believe this year, last year, five years, 10 years, because of something unplanned happened in your life. But I'm here to tell you, it's Christmas time, and God does something amazing at Christmas time, birthing new things in our life. We have to think that way. And so he's like, I don't, I'm planning something different, and I'm, this, is, I, this is hard to explain. And so he had a plan. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to him as he was reconsidering his thoughts. You see, he accepted what the angel said. Can I tell you, you need to accept what God says, not what the world says or your circumstances say. You need to think about what God says as being true, not what's happening in you and around you. He didn't understand. He couldn't make sense of it. He probably, uh, in some way, didn't even like it. 
but he had to change his mind before he changed his actions. Joseph had a certain way he was thinking about the situation, how he'd respond, what it meant, what, what he was going to do. You know, one of the hardest changes in the world is to change your mind about something you cannot change. And yet, because he knew and believed God. See, you don't, here's what I believe. You don't have to understand it all when God's initiating the change. Uh, you don't have to, God to come and say, I'm gonna, I wanna make this change, and you don't have to say, okay, God, but let me pray about that first. Okay, well, ask me, right? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I just told you. And so I want you to know that whatever's happened in your life, wherever you find yourself at, it is time for a change. And God wants to do something amazing in your heart and your life. See, Joseph had to say, okay, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to trust you. And I imagine in this room this morning, there've been things that have happened, unplanned, unprepared for. Things that it, it, it might be time just to change the way we think, to trust God and let him birth something new in us. The time has come for the birth. I'm going to believe your hand is working, God. Let's take a look at Matthew 1, 21 through 25. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him. That's the angel telling him. She'll give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. And he was knowing that what, he was hearing what God wanted to do. He needed to get his thought process lined up with him. Joseph not only had to trust God, he had to obey God. When all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God's with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him to do and took her home as his wife. And he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to the son and gave him the name of Jesus. So before you really can walk out and obey, you have to trust him. Can I tell you in this season, trust him. If you don't feel like you've been able to trust him because of unplanned interruptions, unprepared interruptions, Christmas says for you that you can trust God, the God of miracles, the God that births new things in our life. And then when you trust him, then you obediently obey or you obey him. And I wanna tell you, if you have been afraid to obey him at this point in time, the Christmas story is those that trust God with things they don't understand and they obey him knowing that God will birth something great in their life. That's the story of Christmas. So you had to obey. I wonder if God's calling you to obey, some, uh, to obey something you don't understand. I wonder if he's calling you to give up something you don't want to give up. I wonder if he's calling you to pick up something you don't want to pick up. I wonder if he's calling you to put down something you don't want to put down. I wonder if he's calling you to forgive someone you don't want to forgive or reconcile something you don't want to reconcile. I wonder if he's calling you to act on something he's spoken to you. Think about Joseph. Here's his girlfriend, Pregnant by God. How do you explain that? How do you explain that to your friends? How do you you come up with your family? But he says, okay, God, let's do this. How do you do that? I I like Joseph. Okay, God, let's do this. On his way to life, he must have been dreaming about most people. Most people at this point in time are dreaming about their wedding or dreaming beyond that. Maybe he's dreaming about having the girl of his dreams. I, I don't know, having this, this girl with him that's gonna be his wife. Maybe he's dreaming about his carpentry shop and how he needed to expand his business to support her. Maybe he's dreaming about the future family that they would raise. Maybe he's dreaming about what life would hold, the happily ever after of life. It was a good plan. He had a good plan. And then... God interrupted. See, often the greatest interruptions of our plans become the greatest invitations to experience the greatest moments in our life with God. Joseph is pretty awesome, but I believe he's not. Of course, he's not the real hero of the story. And here's why, because Joseph's ankles did not swell. 
His back did not begin to hurt. He didn't get sick every morning. His belly didn't enlarge. He didn't crave crazy things in the middle of the night. Luke 1, 28. The angel went to Mary and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now listen to this. I love this, the humor in the Bible. Mary is greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this must be. Isn't that funny? Here comes with this. Wow, you're highly favored. Great things are going to happen to Mary. You're awesome. You're wonderful. What do you want? I'm a little nervous right now. I got to tell you. I texted something to my wife the other day, just how much I loved her and all this stuff, just kind of a spur of the moment thing. She texted back, what do you want? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, that's, that's a pretty big setup. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for what's coming now. <clears throat> but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Mary, you have to birth something. Joseph had to obey something. Mary had to birth something. Something, And I wonder if there's something God wants to birth in your life this Christmas season. Has he deposited something inside of you that even now this morning is stirring and moving around in you, kicking and wanting, ready to come out? Maybe it's a dream God gave you. Maybe a vision God placed inside of you. A calling he's placed in your life. Maybe there's a ministry God's placed inside of you that you'll have to other people. Maybe there's a ministry you'll have to other people out of the things that happened to you. Maybe there's something inside of you that begins so small, a gift, a talent, an ability, an idea, a concept that God wants to birth in your life. Rolling around the side of you. Look at your neighbor and say, you're starting to show. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just don't, don't say that. But she might slap you. I don't, I don't know. The ladies are rebuking me right now. All right, I feel it. This just might be the Christmas that you decide to push and give birth to something God himself put inside of you. It's Christmas time. You know what that means? It's time to push. It's time to push and push something amazing from God. And here's what I know. Change is not easy and change brings pain. And I, I, I know that there's things in our, in our lives and, and part of that is to, to birth something. There's, there's labor pains associated with that. And you've got to push and you've got to push through the thing. Think of this. Uh, you have to push through it. You have to push through a, a confusion. You have to push through offense. You have to push through abuse. You have to push through addiction. You have to push through pain, through unforgiveness. But there's a change that God wants to make. There's a new beginning God wants to birth in you. It's time. Come on. It's Christmas time. And the Christmas story says it's time to push. It's time to push through the pain. Push through the disappointment. Push through that which has brought you hurt for this year because now things aren't what you had planned or what you thought they would be. And maybe it's something from this year. Maybe it's something from the year before. Maybe it's something from five years before or 10 years before. It could be something that a diagnosis. It could be a lost job. It could be an empty chair at the table. But can I tell you, it's Christmas time and I don't want to be insensitive to the pain. Pain is real. I understand that. But can I tell you, the Christmas story says God wants to birth something new in you. Sometimes we have to push through the pain. I remember, and I can say this, so look at the front row, and my wife is out there getting the mission store ready. So at least for now, I feel safe in telling the story. Um, <laughs> I remember my firstborn, Callie, was being born, and so it was time she went into labor, and we're in the hospital, and so she's just, you know, obviously, you know, the, the pain, the labor pain, and all that. I was actually doing pretty good, um, but the labor pain, <laughs> I was in charge of the ice chips. The labor pain was going, and so we had signed up for an epidural, 
And so, um, you know, at some point in time, she's like, okay, epidural time. I'm, I, I can't take this anymore. And the nurse says, okay, honey, before we can give you epidural, I need to check you first. And she's like, okay. And so the nurse checks her and says, oh my gosh, you're having the baby now. It's too late. And Jess was like, what do you mean it's too late? Give me the epidural. It's too late, honey. I can't give you the epidural right now. And she's like, well, I want it for the pain. I'm sorry, you got to push through the pain. And so the nurse looks at her and says this, and I remember like it was yesterday, it was so funny. She says, whatever you do, honey, don't push. The doctor's not in here. I need to go get the doctor. We're close. Don't push. And, I'm like, and so still doctor, or the nurse runs out the room, and I'm like, are you serious? So I run up to her, and, I'm, and me, not knowing anything. Okay, honey, don't push. Yeah, it's okay. Just don't push. It's all right. You want some more ice chips? Don't push. And she says that she yells at the top of her lungs, well, you better tell the doctor to get in here because I'm pushing as loud as she could yell it. Beautiful gift that Callie came shortly thereafter, but pushed through the pain. Sometimes you need to push and push and push. But remember, Joseph, you got to trust him. Then you just need to obey him. But you may have to birth something. You need to push. It's time to give birth for what God has created you to do. It's time to give birth for the vision, the vision that God has put inside of you. It's got to come out. The dream has got to come out that he put inside of you. You're going to obey and then you're going to birth something. You got to believe. Let's take a look at Luke 1, 34. Here's what it says. How will this be, Mary? Asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. How will this be? And you might be sitting here this morning saying, how will this be? This is an impossibility. You don't know what I've done. You don't know my past. That can't happen to me. I've done this. This has happened to me. This will never change. This can't be any better. Mary's saying, this is impossible. How's it going to happen to me? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And the Holy Spirit's almost like he didn't even hear what she said because understand something, you may have a mindset of how you feel it can't happen, but can I tell you, it's not dependent on you, it's dependent on God and what God says. Because with God, all things are possible. But you don't know this happened, I did this, this happened to me, whatever. But I don't know, but here's what I do know. God said, I have put something inside of you that it's time to birth it out this season. And it's great and it's wonderful. It doesn't matter what you think or your past. What matters is the angel says that what it matters is God. God's what matters in this. He goes on to say this. So the Holy One be born, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Listen to this. I love this. The next verse says this, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. How can I give birth to something when all this has happened to my Because God said. God said. It's not about you. It's about God. Can I tell you, God always keeps his word. Times change. God doesn't. God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can embrace the change because of the God who will not fail. I know change is not easy. Change is painful. But you can embrace the change because of the God who will not fail. You can push and push and push and birth that which is in you that God put there and you can push through the pain because no word from God will ever fail. You can push through the labor because no word from God will ever fail. And when you know that, when you embrace that, you can embrace the change that comes. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. 
is when you know that God will never fail, when you know that he'll never leave you, when you know it doesn't matter what you have done, it only matters what he's gonna do. When you know that he has placed something great inside of you despite your past, despite what's happened, you can trust him and you can surrender your life to him. It's time to birth something great. The Christmas story says that it's time to birth that which God has put inside of us. Let me close with this last thought, last scripture. Matthew 1, 21 says this. She will give birth, or back to Joseph. She will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. See, here's why this was so important. It's because what God had, had put and deposited in Mary what, that needed to come out because it wasn't just gonna bless Mary and Joseph, it was gonna bless the entire world forever to come. Can I tell you what God has put inside of you because this is how God works, because this is the Christmas story, is not just for you, it, it will impact the people round about you. What you have in you that God has deposited needs to come out, you need to push because everyone round about you needs to see or needs for you to birth that which God has put in you because it will be a blessing and a benefit not just to you but to all those round about you. The world needs you and I to birth what God has put inside of us. And that is the Christmas story because it literally can change this world. God's a good and faithful God. Two minutes over, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity this morning to gather together to share your word. Thank you for the truth in the story, Father God. There's so many beautiful things, but we thank you that you've imparted something amazing inside of each and every one of us. But just as, Lord, we recognize this season of birth of your son who is the savior of the world who will save people from their sins, we know that today there's some sitting in this room perhaps that have not invited you in to allow you to come and bring forgiveness to our heart and our lives. The reason you were born on this earth was to live a sinless life, a perfect life, to be a sacrifice, to die and to rise again so we can be free. So, Father... Thank you for speaking to our hearts now. And with every head bowed, every eye closed, in just a few moments, I'm gonna pray a commitment prayer. But on the chance there's one here this morning that may not have ever intentionally, purposely invited in the Savior of man to your heart and your life. You could be in church your whole life. You could be a good person your whole life. But unless you personally invited him in to be your Savior and your, and your Lord, then you just might miss on what he has. You will without him. But the Christmas story is about Jesus being born to be the Savior, your Savior, my Savior. All you have to do, the Bible says, is to call on him. So maybe at one time you thought you prayed the prayer, maybe Christmases ago or at Grandma's. Today you can know. In just a moment, I'm going to pray the commitment prayer. But if you're in here today and you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart or you know you cannot remember a moment in time that you intentionally, purposely invited him in or you think maybe you did, but you want to be sure and you would say, Pastor, could you include me in that commitment prayer? Let me simply see your hand this morning. Just raise your hand. Let me see your hand. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put it up. Come on. Thank you. All over. All over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. There's the greatest Christmas miracle of all. Anybody else? One more time as I look around. Come on. Make today your day. Get it right today. Anybody else as I look around? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go another day. Don't put it off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. There you go. So you might have said, what are other people going to think? You just saw that. In fact, in a moment after our prayer, all heaven 
will rejoice and we'll celebrate as well. But maybe you're in here and you would say, you know what, Pastor, I prayed that prayer, but it seems like he's a million miles away. Let me encourage you, he will never leave you or forsake you. Sometimes we get off track, off course from the things of God, and we need to make a course adjustment. We'd say, rededicate, recommit, perhaps. If that's you and you'd say, Pastor, could you include me in that prayer? I need to get back on track with the things of God. If that's you this morning, could you just raise your hand? Let me just put, just put it up just so I can see it. Thank you, thank you. All right, amen, amen. All right, put your hands down, look up for just another moment. Most importantly, God sees your heart. But as I said, we're gonna pray a commitment prayer. It's a simple prayer because God didn't want anybody to miss out. He said, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. So whether you raise your hand or not, let's everyone pray this prayer together. Not gonna have everybody stand or come up front. Let's pray this prayer together. Let's mean it from our heart because when we say it from our heart, God sees our heart and does what only he can do. Change and transform us from the inside out. So let's do what the word says. So repeat this prayer after me from the bottom of your heart. Let's let God be God. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is your son. Sent to the earth to die on a cross, to pay for my sin, and then go to a grave and rise again in victory. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for dying. Thank you for paying for my sin. And thank you for rising again so I can be free. So Jesus, ask you now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Be my Savior and Lord, now and forever. I receive you now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations. Congratulations to all those hands that went up to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. And for those that went to rededicate, get back on track. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.